0: The MLB gambling podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com. With promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I did not nearly forget the name of the show at the top of those ad reads. I had yeah, I, I, absolute blank and uh, wondered why we were, what we were doing here. Um, but it is the MLB Gambling Podcast. It's all come flooded back to me, uh, a moment of clarity. My name's Malcolm Bamford and joining me tonight, we're having a bit of a turbo show tonight um, for various reasons, but we're going to get our picks out there nonetheless. Um Joining me from Houston, Texas, uh, as always, is my man Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, good evening. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Kind of took one on the chin this weekend, but we'll get into that. But it's a uh, podcast after midnight for you, or pod- podcast in the dark for you, I would say, huh?
0: It is after midnight. Yeah. Well, yeah. This part of the reason we're doing a turbo show is, uh, yeah, I've been out working, but um I've been, that's been a funny one again tonight where we've our weekly geography lesson that, we're, that we've started having about Newcastle. Yeah. Um, to Northumberland, so Northumberland is the border county borders Scotland on the Scottish borders. So the entire place is dotted around with these great big medieval castles um, where we've spent 800 years invading and trying to kill each other, the English and the Scots, or building a great big wall to keep each other out um, A bit like Donald Trump wanted to do. Well, we've got one of them here, but it's about a thousand years old uh, to keep the Scots coming out. So I've been in one of these big, beautiful castles tonight, uh, dealing blackjack to drunk girls in a gorgeous... So that's what I've been doing tonight. Um, And then it took me forever to get back. Um, But yes, I am back. And like you say, we uh, we were flexing a little bit last week because we went five and one. So... We balanced it up this week by going one and five between <laughs> oh, us. Uh, it wasn't ideal. Sorry, you're, I've never known you uh, swear very much, Moodaf, and then I, t- I took a little note, look at the show notes earlier <laughs> on, and there's some particularly blue language of you on there. So, um, yeah, let's get this out of the way. Let's rip yeah. the band-aid off. Um, where do you want to start? Which else which el- should we go with?
1: <sighs> Let's knock out Scott's first because... Um... Yeah. Tough beats for him, for sure. I think these were spot on, or I think at least they were the right side, if you look at it kind of hindsight. But uh, his lock was the Red Sox team total yesterday over the four and a half against the Yankees and Andrew Haney. Um, This is completely on the Red Sox. I mean, this offense has completely disappeared since the trade deadline. I mean, they had a good series against the Orioles, but who's not having a great series against the Orioles? They just made Andrew Haney look like a Cy Young last night, and that that was just what it was. I mean, they had plenty of chances, left a lot of guys on base, uh, had a good chance in the ninth inning, but at the end, the Yankees were just able to shut the door in that ninth inning, and the Yankees not only won the game, but the uh, Red Sox did not score five runs, which broke my heart. Uh, It's been a rough series for the uh, Red Sox, but uh, we'll get into that later. And then his dog was um, the Indians' money line versus the Twins. I believe this was on Monday. Uh, Twins got the W in the 10th inning. Um, I thought they pulled Cal uh, Quantrill a little too early in that game. I mean, maybe because he did have 92 pitches through five innings, but at least I would have given him the opportunity to start the ninth inning with a very short leash. You know, maybe if he would have got the first out or maybe, you know, the two out or – two outs in that inning and then maybe pulled them. But nonetheless, the bullpen, I think, gave up the game-tying home run and they lost it in the bottom of the 10th, I believe. And that one went down the toilet for Scott also. But uh, he's going to bounce back. He He's a very sharp guy, no doubt. But as for myself, oh, God, this was frustrating to watch. I was actually watching this uh, Cardinals and Brewers game. And early on, this, this it looked kind of looked like this was going to go over the total. Um, but uh, one thing for sure in this game that I think Ramon uh, de Jesus, who was on uh as a home plate umpire in this game, and he was he had a very, very bad night calling balls and strikes. And I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but he had
0: didn't two... see any of this. No, the, mo- the most I've seen is the, the little notes that you made earlier on, so I was quite interested as to what happened.
1: Yeah, and, and so Nolan Arenado, um, had two check swings in this game that personally as as a as a baseball watcher not even a better but those were two i think check swings that shouldn't have been called strike three and rightfully so the first i don't know if he has a vendetta against arenado but uh, i think it was alan porter who was on first base, who was the first base umpire last night and to me like i said it didn't look like that he went far enough to be called a third the third strikes but he was so upset after that second one, when they were coming out to play defense at, after that second at bat for him, where he got called out, he was irate against um, Alan Porter. And he went up to him, called the argue the balls and strikes and eventually threw him out of the game. But this was three to two, I think one out in the top of the ninth and Alex Ray is your guy comes in yes. and he gets, or he gives up the game tying home run. And then, after that, I mean, I knew if this was going to get into extra innings, it's going to go over. So I, when he hit that home run, I just turned the TV off and left. But um, I won't, I won't say what I wrote on the show notes. That's just for you and I. Like you said, I like to, I like to keep it classy uh, on the uh, podcast that I do. But yeah, that was that was a that was a bad L. And then quickly to my dog, I had the Tigers' money line against Shohei Otani. Uh, I mean, this guy is an MVP this season for a reason. Eight innings pitched last night, only allowed one earned run, hit a home run himself. So he was a man last night. The offense was a no-show for the Tigers yesterday. Now, I will say this as a consolation, maybe. Not sure if you caught the box score for the, the game today between the Angels and the Well, Tigers. I
0: listened. I had it on the radio as I was going to work, and yeah. they were 7-1 up. Well, no, they just hit Candelario, just hit another 7-2, I think. He hit yeah. another dinger in the fourth inning. And mm. then I've gone into work. come out, and it was completely an utterly all ski with the other <laughs> way. Uh, thirteen, <laughs> what was
1: it? Thirteen. Thir- it ended thirteen to ten. So they were up yeah, ten so- to two. They were up ten to two, and then wow. the bullpen just completely shit the bed and <laughs> lost that. They the Angels came back and won that game thirteen to ten. A lot of home runs in this game. Uh, we were we were pulling for Miggy to get that number five hundred. I know a couple of guys in the slack were on it. I think like four to one or five to one for him to get that home run tonight, but uh, he still had a pretty good game. I think he went two for five, had four RBIs. But he had
0: four RBIs by the time yeah. I'd uh, I I'd finished listening. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think I would have been more upset if they would have lost this game today versus yesterday, but took it on the chin. Uh, hopefully, I can bounce back today. But uh, sorry, you know, to the to our listeners who have been telling our picks at least this week, and you know, I, I'm I'm hopeful that we bounce back this week.
0: Yeah, um, I was responsible for the one W that we got, which wasn't a hugely original pick. And actually, you tried to troll me on whatever morning it was, <laughs> telling me they were, they were minus 200. Well, they were. I got minus 150 over here. Oh, so yeah. that I thought that was a fairly acceptable. In fact, I thought it was a really good price. Um, and it was Kevin Gosman and the Giants against Rich Hill. Um Cosman only went five innings, but the Giants were pretty much always in control. Uh, Rich Hill can't go beyond three innings. He has really good numbers up to three innings. Anything beyond that, he just gets smashed. Um, My dog was (laughs) was a horrible game to watch. Um, I took Braxton Garrett against uh, Tookie son Braxton Garrett of the Marlins. Uh, And I said we'd need some luck. um, And Braxton Garrett then walked the first three batters of the game. Oh, yeah we go. We're in for a long night here. Um and then actually got away with only one run. Um and then Miami leveled it up on the first pitch uh of that that they faced all night, so it was one-one. And then Miami got two one up because we thought that maybe one of these two pitches would blow up. We put we we mentioned the overs as a safety net, yeah. Um which actually landed, so I was quite pleased we'd done that. Um but Braxton Garrett just kept the bases were loaded what seemed like the entire time. It, it seemed like he was starting the inning with the bases loaded. There was yeah. just everyone. There was Braves all over the place. And eventually, it was only a matter of time before they got to him, uh, Freddie Freeman got to him. And then they, they pulled the bullpen who gave up a million runs in about five. And it's finished 10-2. Finished to two. Um. So the overs is the safety net would have cashed. And for a little while, one of them was going to blow up. It, we weren't quite sure what one. Um. And then it was my guy. So, yeah, uh, that wasn't. It uh, wasn't ideal, but yeah, one in one in there, and it's it, it's funny because uh, tally site wise, um, picking every game, it's been a pretty choggy and a pretty straightforward week. I'm yeah. sitting at sixty two percent so far this week, and I know, um, uh, but the the return on investment's quite low. It's it's six eighty six, so there's a, there's quite a lot of. Um, Short price favorites. We have mentioned this a couple of times recently. I think I saw the shortest price one I've seen all season last night, which was Tampa Bay against Baltimore. Uh who were minus three three sixty, minus three seventy, something like that. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen anything that short this season, I don't think. Um no minus three forty-two, actually. Um but yeah, I think that's the uh that's the the shortest price I've seen so far this season. So we've been full of winners. Uh and winners have been fairly easy to come by this week. Uh, it just so happens that the ones you then pick uh, and broadcast haven't really gone our way.
1: Yeah, it's pretty difficult, especially, you know, when we're picking almost, what, two to three days out for before, before the game starts. And yeah. there are things like pitching changes and lineups. I mean, we're not the ones that t- sit here and make excuses about it. But, you know, when you kind of think about it, it's pretty difficult to do. So, uh, you know, we just keep trying to do our best, but that's why we really direct our our listeners and, and our guys on the Slack channel to check out our Tally side picks over on the website at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Just hit that MLB tab, MLB picks, and we have our picks every day. So, um, you know, as far as for the show and, and for content, you know, we do provide picks that we do put in our research and, and work into. But again, you know, you, you really should check out our uh, picks over there on on our, on our website.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we did say we were going to do a bit of a turbo episode tonight, which means we won't have a discussion topic, but what we're going to do is factor in a few of the, uh, a few divisional chats as we go through the news and notes from MLB this week, because yeah. um, a lot of them tie in with with games that we picked. And the first one is Shohei, uh, who you just mentioned, uh, who single handedly uh, torpedoed your pick last night. Um, I saw the Angels just the. They tweeted out, and it just read funny that
1: uh-huh.
0: um, the first hitter to 40 home runs this season uh, is our starting pitcher tonight, <laughs> um, which is just like an unusual thing to say. And, I mean, you, there's already so much you can say about him. We've talked about him a lot. Everybody's talked about him a lot. Uh, but last night was just a, a new high. And the ball coming off the bat, even tonight, out of that game I was listening to, um, I think I listened to three at-bats, and he'd gone one for... Maybe one for three. He's, the ball's coming off the bat at like 110 miles an hour every yeah. single time. Every yeah. single time he's up there, he's absolutely smoking it. Um, And he, some of their pitching displays can be a bit wobbly, um, but not last night. He's, he's doing absolutely everything. And like you say, that MVP looks pretty locked up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've seen a season like the one Otani's putting up in, I don't know how many years. I mean, we talk about Babe Ruth. That was, you know, a two way guy that did the pitching and the hitting and, you know, for Otani to do what he's doing, especially in the modern day baseball, where it's almost predicated with, we talked about juice balls and things like that, but it hasn't been the case this season where there's been, you know, bad offenses. And I know we'll talk about a team here. That's in a couple of teams that are kind of offensive slumps, but for Otani to get 40 home runs and, the dominant pitching that he has, I mean, his ERA is sub three and, and like we've said, he's pretty much locked up this uh, MVP, but I, I just keep on saying that, you know, I'm just waiting for a full season of Otani and Mike Trout to play together, you know, batting, you know, one Otani two Trout. I mean, that's a pretty nightmarish one too, if you think about it, huh?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That Mike Trout's just, the news just disappeared from him. The, the injury was initially maybe eight, nine, ten weeks. Yeah. And that was a lot of weeks ago now. I think we we might be sort of 16 weeks in. Uh, and you just don't see any news. You don't see any little updates. Where there's no little uh, notifications on the icon when you check fantasy yeah. teams that you've got them in. It's just gone completely and utterly quiet on Mike Trout. Um, there was some mild pitching shenanigans we, uh, this week. The, the sticky stuff was back. Um, it was back legitimately mm-hmm. for... Caleb Smith of the D-backs who got thrown out and was furious about it. Uh, He said it was just a little bit of rosin and some dirt um, because there hasn't been... That had gone quiet as well. That's something else that had gone quiet. And then uh, Lance Lynn got ejected last night for throwing his belt, not at the umpire, but generally towards the umpire because he came off... Lynn was kind of agitated all night. There's clips of him after the first inning and he's coming off the mound shouting piece of shit repeatedly at someone. I don't know who he's shouting at. Um, So I think he was kind of up for it anyway. Um, And then when the the inning finishes, it's the third inning. He had thrown a lot of pitches. So we don't know if he was going to come back out anyway. I think he'd thrown 80 odd pitches. Um, But the umps weren't ready for his little inspection. They had where they inspect all all the bits and bobs. Um, he, the umpires weren't ready, so he left his glove and his hat on the floor and went into the dugout. Uh, the umpire then came across and shouted at him that he needed his belt as well. So Lance Lynn, being agitated as he was, took his belt off and launched it back onto the outfield. At which point he got ejected, which was completely and utterly silly. Uh, but yeah, I do love a silly ejection, room. That's one of my favourite things about baseball.
1: Yeah, we didn't, We like you said, we haven't seen many, you know, uh, sticky stuff, ejections or pitchers getting caught with it. And I saw the clip of it. Uh, I was watching a couple of other games and then I, I opened Twitter real quick and they were saying that initially that they thought that he got ejected for sticky stuff. But then when we went back and look at the replays about him throwing the belt at the umpire out of frustration, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of games this week where the umpires have, are having a really bad game, at least calling balls and strikes. So, and it would, always the conversation always comes up about electronic or strike zone, but that's a different topic for a different day. But yeah, I mean... It, it, it's frustrating. I mean, if you, I think there was a point where, where there was a pitcher. I think it was so the diamondbacks or one of these teams that was having a bad outing in the first inning. I think he gave up like five or six runs and he's coming off of the, the field. And they, they check him for sticky stuff. And I mean, at that point you're just completely frustrated. And I kind of understand where he's coming from Lance Lynn too, but he should know that, it, that, that check is going to be coming. And so, I mean, you know, it is what it is, right?
0: It was funny. Um, Next up, Freddie Freeman, who uh, is a bit of a favourite of mine. uh, And he's done me okay a few times. uh, Hit for the cycle a couple of nights ago. um, And all of a sudden, that division, I think every Monday this month, um, there's been a new leader in that division. The Mets opened the month, first Monday we're in charge. Philly, uh, who you talked up a little bit. I talked down a little bit. Uh, they, were, they were top on the second Monday. Uh, now it's Atlanta's turn. And Atlanta suddenly have a little bit of daylight. And absolutely, their success uh, is totally linked to Freddie Freeman's performance. The two things, I think, they're not a one-man team by any stretch. But those two things are so... Uh, linked, it's unbelievable when at the start of the season when Freeman was scuffling along at 2.30 odd, uh, which was unthinkable really for what he normally does um, that was reflected in Atlanta's standings and then he's single-handedly pulled them up by their shoelaces uh, and as we speak they've won six games uh the last 10 is nine in one and mm-hmm. they've got a four game lead um yeah. over philly who all of a sudden have stopped winning which i did think enough. um and the mets who needed that win they got last night Um they got a win against the giants last night because they're struggling over on that um on that west coast swing that they're currently in the middle of in atlanta with a little bit of daylight now four games
1: yeah, this is, uh, I think you got to give credit to the front office of the uh, Atlanta Braves for what they were able to pick up at the trade deadline with uh, Jorge Soler. And then I think the other bat was uh, Adam Duvall. But yeah. yeah, like you said, this has really been led by Freddie Freeman. And I think we also have to give Austin Riley some credit here also, because those two guys haven't been absolutely tearing the cover off of the ball uh, for, for this ball club. Uh, Dansby Swanson has been really good too. So it's really been a team effort, but on the offensive side has really been read by Freeman and Riley Freeman all the way up to 301 batting. Now, you know, we talked about he was at 227. Yeah. And this is a Freddie Freeman that we know, right? MVP last year, even though it was a shortened season. But Freddie Freeman's a all-star year in and year out. There's no doubt about that. And he's at 27 home runs now. Uh Ozzy Albus, 84 RBIs leading this team in that category, 22 home runs they have five guys who have 20 plus home runs and uh, that's including a Cunha who's now gone for the season, but Albus um, Swanson Freeman and Riley all have 20 plus home runs. So offense has really been carrying them. Like you mentioned a four game lead in that NL East division. Uh, and now this weekend they get to take on the uh, Baltimore Orioles. So look for this offense to continue to chugging along and hopefully they can kind of stretch out this lead here in the NL
0: East. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they've had a couple of players come back as well, kind of under the radar players, but I think they'll be really important for them. Um, Travis Darno is one, the catcher um, who suddenly out of nowhere became a really important bat um, where he went from, he went from the Mets to the Rays um, and became like I say, a a top tier catcher. Uh, He's been out all season and he's suddenly come back. It was hitting the ball hard. I watched them the other night in that Braxton Garrett game and they were just all in hindsight. I was, when I saw the lineups, I'd, I did give my head a little scratch and thought, what were you thinking when you picked this? Um, And then because they're all just hitting the ball very hard, uh, I absolutely agree with that. And the other one is uh, Huasca Inua, the pitcher, who punched the wall and he's been out for a little while. He was slated to start, I think, last night. Uh, So, yeah, getting some men back and all of a sudden, um, like you say, a little bit of daylight uh, when they've been really third best all season in that that division. Um, You mentioned Baltimore. Uh, so we can uh, segue directly into that Um, we're at before tonight lost 14 in a row yep uh, have subsequently been spanked again tonight 7-2 I think by Tampa Um, could we said we'd, we'd look at little streaks and things like that I mean they're obviously prohibit- prohibitive prices uh, when, you t- when you talk about Tampa at minus 342, et cetera. Uh, but this Orioles, I mean, this 15-game winning streak, this must seem like an absolute eternity to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think we got to shout out our MLB Slack channel because blindly there, we're, especially, you know, Cameron, who's really been pointing this out, it's just blindly taking uh, the Rays team total over. And uh, also you got to be looking at the run line also because the, lar- the price is so large on that money line where it's like what minus north of minus 300 for sure when you're playing the Baltimore Orioles. Um but you want to take oh, sorry take a look at that run line. You maybe even want to if you want to really get uh degenerated and really feel like they're gonna get their butts kicked you might want to take a look at minus two and a half and I think since well the- I've got
0: some numbers in front of me there Munaf, for that mm-hmm. minus two and a half. Um and if in this run of fifteen they've covered that once they had a six <laughs> four loss against the Tigers. Um Every other game, going back to the last game that they won, 13-1, 10-3, 10-6, 12-3, 9-6, 9-4, 5-2. Then you get the 6-4, which they've covered two and a half. Yep. Um, and then we carry on 8-1, 16-2, 6-2, 9-2, 10 8-4, 7-2. Uh, so they're not even close. I think that the 5-2 is the closest. There's a, so there's one three-run defeat in there. Yeah. Uh one two run defeat, one three run defeat, and everything else is just by any number you like. So um we've talked about our little roulette analogy moon after you brought up this week, the black and the red. Uh don't try and book the trends, just keep following it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think if you've been doing that since August 1st, you would be sitting pretty just blindly. If you're a you know, whatever ten dollar better, twenty dollar better, fifty dollar better, or hundred dollar, whatever it is. Yeah, if you were if you're a bet of the day, that only bet that you put in. Was fading this Orioles team on the run line and taking their opponent's team total. Uh, I'm sure you could probably pay the mortgage for the month in the first half of this month already. So uh, I'll, I'll give you a little quiz. Over the past 15 days, what is the Baltimore Orioles team ERA? <laughs> uh,
0: oh, what's gonna be big? Seven point three.
1: 8.59.
0: Wow. <laughs> get in. That's outstanding.
1: Yeah. And and now you have the uh probably one of the hottest teams as far as batting coming in into Baltimore with Atlanta Braves. Not only that, they get to pick up an extra bat because they have the DH rule in the American League. So I would continue fading Baltimore or, or sorry, yeah, fading this Baltimore team with Atlanta team totals. You know, the the books are trying to shade that six and a half to the under heavily juiced, but uh, even if you lose on these team totals, I mean, you you don't dare to bet the under, right? Because his pitching has just been so bad.
0: I mean, that, their run differential now is minus 227, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is sort of 38, uh, minus 191. Uh, so what's that, 36 maybe? you're thirty 36 worse than Pittsburgh, who uh, were the second worst. And then it's a great big lippy on that. So yeah, yep. they have spectacularly, uh, Unraveled. Well, they weren't particularly raveled to start with, uh, but the uh, the fifteen in a row and um, okay, yeah, I can't see that changing much over the weekend. So yep. uh, yeah, just keep parlaying them up. Put you say, put twenty dollars on and win thirty five, and put thirty five on the next night and win fifty two. Yeah. Then put your fifty two on and win eighty five, and uh, you can go for a few beers and a pizza on Sunday night with your winnings. There you go. Um, so. This is all flowing nicely into, uh, from one subject to another subject. It's like, uh, it's like it happens on purpose, Moonaf. We'll stay in the division, um, and we're going to have to talk about it, I'm afraid, Munaf, uh The Yankees and the Red Sox. T-tell, tell me what you want to tell me about that.
1: I mean, yeah, the, the offense has just really sputtered. I'll put it nicely. I'm sure Boston capper has some <laughs> better choice words about it, but I know he's very unhappy with the front office and for the lack of moves and things like that, but which I completely understand. I mean, you had the opportunity to pick up some extra bats, maybe in some pitching, but we only score five runs and three games against the Yankees. That's not going to get it done. Right. Especially with the Yankees offense, that picked up, you know, some quality bats and have, you know, Aaron judge, John Carl Stanton. I mean, we're not going to go off the whole lineup, but you know, and they're the hottest team in baseball right now. And, you know, for you to drop three in a row here with little to no offense, um, it's been bad, especially since the trade deadline. I mean, this team is now in danger of missing the playoffs. And I'll be, I'll be honest about it. You know, they're they're completely sucking ass right now. It's, it's, it's painful watching because as much as I wanted to turn the TV off last night, I mean, as a fan, you kind of pain through it. They had a great first half of the season, but now is where it really matters. These next nine games, they're all winnable games. I expect this team to go at least seven and two at minimum because they have three against the Rangers at home. You have three against the twins coming, uh, uh, after that in your place and then you go to on the road uh three games against the Cleveland Indians. So this is a time for them to step up right now and and if they don't, you know, this sh- this door might shut real quick in the wild card division because I think we're down to what 40 games.
0: Yeah, the um that wild card it's the uh, the kind of relying on Oakland now a little bit. Yeah. Um if, if um if Boston are going to are going to scuffle along at 500 or thereabouts, um, they need Auckland uh, to do similar thing. They're, they're half a game behind Oakland at the moment uh, because the New York Yankees have, as we did kept keep saying, and then we maybe started doubting ourselves about yeah. a month ago that they were going to turn it around uh, And really, um, it was kind of against the 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 run of play that the they've kept winning without the pitching. They haven't had the pitching. They uh, Garrett Cole came back, but. They're still trotting people out. Uh, Nesta Cortez is getting a start. Yeah. Uh, Hill is getting a start. Um, but they've won uh, six in a row, eight and two with the last ten. Yep. Um, I think since mid-July. Well, they, they are the hottest team. They're 28 and 11. Yeah. Um, absolutely outstanding stuff. So, uh, Joey Gallo's come in, been making things happen. Um. Luke Voigt looks a little bit better. He was everyone was quite high on Luke Voigt at the start of the season. Then he never really got going. Dealt with some stuff. Um, the Rays are trundling along quite nicely at the top, and they still look like they're going to be difficult to beat because they're doing it on both sides of the ball. Right. And really, um, we even said we we doubted them a little bit at the start of the season. But yeah. you know, even when you're saying it out loud, you know you're probably wrong. I'm going to I'm saying this, but. I'm not even sure I believe it myself. You just feel like they they have to at one point stop performing and they just don't. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the Yankees are up to second. Boston, all of a sudden, down into third. And the disappointing one for me is when I think we did this division maybe three or four weeks ago, I was looking at Toronto um, and they really the, the bats were doing really well. I think they've still got the three top scorers. Uh, the three top run scorers, it'll be Vlad in. Simeon and Bichette, maybe. Yeah. Uh, three top scorers in, in, in all of baseball. Um, and then just um, the last couple of days, George Springer's gone down. And we talked about Freddie Freeman uh, mm-hmm. being linked to Atlanta success. Um, George Springer really was linked to Toronto's because they missed him. Um, they were scuffling along. He came back, and all of a sudden, they, 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 they clicked in the gear. And he's gone back onto the IEL with a knee, I think. So um, Toronto have just dropped off a little bit, which is disappointing me because uh, yeah. they were a team I picked out a while ago. But um, yeah, Boston, Oakland, and, and the Yankees are getting away from the moon. Off.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I think, yeah, Toronto, I think we're the most excited about, but that pitching has really kind of sputtered. There's still putting up the runs, but when you're giving up nine runs, uh, 12 runs, eight runs, you're not going to win very many games. So uh, and it's unfortunate to see, uh, like I said, Springer to go down because, like we've mentioned a lot of times, it's kind of like, like the catalyst of that um, uh, batting lineup. You can put him at the leadoff spot. You could you know, put him at three, four, five, wherever you want, um, and he's going to produce for you. But for him to go down, it, it kind of sucks. So I think this is going to be a team maybe next season that we kind of want to look out for, uh, we can talk about, because I think they do need to add pitching for... Um, for sure, some so get get a couple of one two rotation guys in there because I don't think Rayu is that answer at your ace position. So you have Robbie Ray, you have some other pitching depth, but um, as far as next season, I think they're they're you know they are willing to spend the money. They show that in the off season here. Um, yeah. So you know, look for this team next season.
0: Yeah, with a, a full season of, uh, of settling in, back into Toronto exactly. as well. Yeah. Um. We've changed divisions again. Um, you put in the notes that Chris Bassett took a line, a, a comeback, yeah. uh, as you say, um, right off. It really sconed him, didn't it? Yeah. Um, this... a, nas- a, a nasty a nasty moment. Yeah,
1: that, that was scary. It was the other night against the White Sox. I believe it was off the bat of Brian Goodwin. Um, just got him square right in that. I think it was his right cheek. Um, didn't even have a chance to react. And it was really... Um, really unfortunate to see that he went down. There was a lot of blood uh, that that uh, happened from that incident. But luckily for him, uh, he came out okay. I think he had a broken cheekbone, and I think he has to get surgery done. Hopefully, he'll be back sooner rather than later. But very, very fortunate that it was nothing serious. And you hate seeing these type of things happen to pitchers because sometimes that, that the game is so fast, especially when a – a pitcher is throwing ninety-five miles an hour and then and, and it's coming back at you at hundred and five miles an hour. You have buried a little to no time to react to that. So um I am I'm, I'm glad that he was okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so we can stay in that division Moonaf and uh Houston and Oakland had both until tonight, they've both won tonight. Uh, they were both yeah. um on streaks of losing four games, uh, which had kept Houston just two and a half games above. Oakland. Uh, like we say, Oakland had then kept the wild card race quite competitive by yep. by putting together a little losing streak and almost keeping Boston in it. Uh, Seattle are hanging around. They've won um three in a row. Um, I don't know if that tonight was the fourth or the third one. They've beaten uh, Texas in extras tonight. Um so they're only they're five and a half games back from Houston, three games behind Oakland. I still don't think um they're gonna uh they're gonna challenge those two. But um this division really hasn't Moved at all? I know that the, the the odds have moved, yep. but really the 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 standings haven't moved. Uh, we've talked about this five or six times now. Uh, Houston have always had their noses in front. Um, the like I say, the odds have changed from being fairly competitive about to pick him. Then all of a sudden, Houston went long odds on, but they still weren't that far ahead at that point. Yeah. Um, and now all of a sudden, it's just kind of it, it's as you were. Status quo remains.
1: This was a really, really bad series for the Astros. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. When you lose three out of four to the Kansas City Royals and you have the opportunity, when the Oakland A's were playing uh, the Chicago White Sox, possibly yeah. the second best team in the American League, um, and the way that they dropped games, you had a big opportunity there for you to create a little more separation. But... Again, for the Astros, they're missing some key bats in this lineup, right? You're missing Alex Alex Bregman still. Kyle Tucker has been out. So those are two big bats out of your lineup. The offense was really sputtering against the uh, Kansas City Royals. They were able to put up six runs today, but that was an extra innings. Uh, They go back home, have a big series against the Mariners. I think, you know, the Mariners are probably circling this one, knowing that if they want to climb back into the division race, this is a big series for them. But, I think the saving grace for the Astros is, like I mentioned, getting those two bats back, and then the Oakland A's having the second toughest schedule remaining in the entire MLB. Where the Astros, I believe, had like the ninth or eighth or ninth easiest schedule remaining. So, um, and I think Dusty Baker came out said today that we haven't yet played our best baseball. So I'm expecting the Astros once they get their bats back to be the Astros team that we know that can hit and put up runs.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be great watching those three divisions uh, reach a conclusion. Um, and I mean, there's other other divisions that aren't uh, as settled either. The uh, down in the NL West as well. Yeah. Uh, there's, so there's lots of uh, lots of baseball um, and important baseball. There's not really many uh, many dead rubbers which you're in danger of at this time of the season. So uh, that's good for us. Uh, it means we can uh, get our teeth stuck into those picks, ready to win money and boost your odds. Win Bet is now live in Colorado, Indiana. Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. All your favourite teams, players, and sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Boosted parlays, live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free, $500 sports bet. Download bet and win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off. PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, just needs to improve. Last year, the Buffalo Bills were 35-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl after they reached the AFC Championship game. A PropSwap customer who'd bet $100 on the Bills pre-season sold that ticket for 900 bucks. That's an 800% return for the seller on a ticket they ended up losing. Think of PropSwap like the stock market, but for sports betting, buy low, sell high. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Pixwise is the number one home for free sports betting picks, props and parlays, helmed by a team of trend watching, data devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, how and why behind every prediction for every game, every day in every sport, all for free. Visit pixwise.com to make your next bet better. Pixwise backs responsible gambling. If you are someone who knows who you know wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Okay, Munaf, Uh, we will move on. This week's uh, weekend series, Friday to Sunday, uh, there was a couple that caught your eye.
1: Yeah, some uh, good series this weekend with playoff implications. We have the White Sox versus Rays. I think that'll be a good series to keep your eye on as the Rays, both of these teams are leading in their respective divisions, but I think a bigger series for the Rays uh, just to kind of maintain their lead with, the Yankees on their heels and the Red Sox looking to turn it around. And obviously that uh, uh, American league wildcard race also heating up. We also have the giants and the A's this weekend. Uh, the A's, like, like we said, they're, they're trying to um, maintain, um, I guess uh, the margin between them and the Astros. So, and the giants, again, the team deleting in the NL West, the Dodgers kind of heating up there. So that's a two horse race between those two divisions. Mets and Dodgers. I think this is a big, big, big series for the Mets, man. I, they're, if you yeah. they want to climb back into that NL East race, um, this is going to be a big series, tall, a tall hill to climb. We talked about last week where they were going to have this kind of double, uh, double series in the uh West Coast between the Giants and the Dodgers. Uh, so a big series for them. And then I think Phillies Padres may be a little underrated. Phillies swept by your Diamondbacks. This yes, week,
0: so. the D-Bucks keep winning, Moodaf.
1: Yeah, they're they're a frisky buds So I think, you know, if you have some underlying underdog prices on the D backs, I think this is a team that you want to keep your eye on. But I think those were kind of the four series that you uh that I kind of saw that kind of that stuck out to me for this weekend.
0: Yeah, I quite like the look of um Seattle at Houston as well. Um because yeah, they're not Seattle a million is. miles uh, behind, as we just said, uh Seattle. So if they can go into Houston and maybe shake it up this weekend. Um, they just might start believing uh, that they can hang around enough and maybe mount a little bit of a challenge um, right picks time moon off. Um we'll let you lead off because I think you had a little uh, although we've already talked about it, you've got a little, uh, a little lean as well just to do you just want to back up what we said about the Baltimore Orioles
1: Yeah, um, I think I kind of want to put this disclaimer out there like we talked about with the Orioles. It's not my official lock and dog, but I will be betting on the Braves run line this weekend and their team total blindly. Um, If you kind of take a look at we talked about the Orioles, uh, their pitching has been abysmal 8.59 ERA over the last 15 days. Their opponents are 15 and one now 16 and one after the results today. Uh, and the Braves coming to tie. They are tied. They are tied for number one in runs scored over the last 15 days, and number two in home runs. So you have a hot offense coming in, coming up against a bad pitching. So you might see results like we saw with the Rays this past uh, this past uh, three days uh, between the Orioles and the Rays. So keep an eye out for that. But for my official picks, uh, let's kick it off. Friday night, tomorrow, it will be the Texas Rangers versus the Boston Red Sox. Um, it's going to be the Boston Red Sox run line for me. It's Dan Dunning versus Chris Sale. Um, I'm also going to be taking the minus two and a half on this on this team if you don't want to pay that much uh, chalk on that minus one and a half. Um, this is spot for the Red Sox. Like I talked about, the offense to get back on track. Everybody's pretty much healthy. You have bad pitching coming in. Um, they need to beat up on the weaker opponents. They did that against the Orioles, and now it's time to start winning. Uh, you have your ace pitcher on the mound for the Red Sox. Like I said, Chris Sale. Dan Dunning is 0 5 with a 6.45 ERA on the road this season. Over the last 15 days, the Rangers are tied for last against left handed pitching and runs scored. They're number 28 in hits, number 29 in batting average. I would go for, like I said, uh, finding an alternate line of the minus two and a half for the Red Sox and also taking their team total on this game. So I'm kind of all in on this game. I'm taking the Red Sox team total over minus one and a half and minus two and a half. But for grading purposes, um, it'll be minus one and a half for the Red Sox in this game tomorrow night. It was kind of difficult to find a dog this week. I don't know about you, Malcolm, but it, it was pretty difficult for me, but um I think like the, uh, result that the Mets got against the giants, getting one out of the three games against the Dodgers or sorry, the giants. I'm going to take the, uh, the Mets money line on Sunday versus the Dodgers. I think this is their opportunity to win, uh, win one of these three games. And I think it's going to be against David price. So I have Marcus Stroman on the mound versus David price, um, I've backed Strowman before, but the offense didn't show up in that game, but I'm hoping that the Mets will steal one against the Dodgers on the road here. Um, I think this is the one game they can because they face Max Schurz and I believe Walker Beeler is the other game where the two pitchers that they're facing. Uh, Strowman has a 2.76 ERA on the road. David Price has been good for the Dodgers. I think this is a good spot for the Mets. Like I said, David Price 4.11 ERA during the day. This will be a day game. The numbers do look better for David Price, but that's because it's face some pretty bad offenses like the Pirates, the Phillies, the Angels, and the Diamondbacks um, in his last four starts. So uh, the numbers do look a little inflated there, but I think uh, this situationally, I think this is a good spot for the New York Mets money line here. So just to recap for myself, it'll be tomorrow night, Friday, Boston Red Sox run line minus the one and a half and also the Red Sox team total over. And Sunday, I will take the New New York Mets money line versus the LA Dodgers' Marcus Stroman versus David Price.
0: Uh, that first pick, your luck, look, looking at the splits for Dane Dunning, um, is a really, really sharp way of looking at it because um, you look at his, his record in his ERA, I think he's five and seven yes. uh, and his ERA is okay. And then you look at the split and you fetch out that he's and five with a six point four five year on the road. Yeah. And that's the information you need to know. So um, I think it'll be a decent price because Boston's been scuffling and you've put up a few decent... Uh, I'd say I thought I couldn't you couldn't pay me to back the Mets at the moment, like um, and I've someone who's been hiring them, and all of a sudden I'm just you can't, they just don't ever look like they're going to winning. But um, I think David Price will give them a chance, uh, and hopefully, hopefully you can double up there. Um okay, my lock is I'm gonna tell what I did last weekend, um, which was um Kevin Goldsman for the Giants yeah. uh, on Saturday. Uh moneyline is gonna be the, the bet. So Goldsman and the Giants taking on Sean Manaya uh and Oakland. Um Gozman, twelve and five two point four ERA. Uh on a decent streak. Um he's won three in a row. Um his whip has been minus one in every one of those games so he's not giving up many base runners. He hasn't gone very deep into games. He's had I think three just five in starts in a row. Um but the the Giants bullpen can can hold stuff. Uh, Sean Manaya now Minaya's eight and eight uh, with a 3.77 ERA. Uh, and I like Sean Maniah, but when I dragged up the game logs, um, the uh, the last three outings he's had, I mm. mean, in, like, incredibly. He went last time out against Texas, five innings, uh, gave up seven earned runs. Uh, the time before that, 1.2 innings, uh, gave up three earned runs. The time before that, four innings gave up five earned runs. Um, so in August, the last three starts, his ERA is 12.27. Uh, he's gave up 15 runs, uh, in 11 innings. Um, so absolutely, I'm here to fade that. That's not a problem. Um, the Giants are still going along okay. And like we said, the, the old uh, the A's had been scuffling, uh, until they'd won that game tonight, they'd lost four in a row. Uh, so I'm happy to take that as my. Uh, luck. Um, my dog is uh, going to go to that Mariners-Astros series and I'm going to take Logan Gilbert uh, for Seattle against Jake Odorizzi of the Astros. Uh, Gilbert is 5-4 and four with a 4.42 ERA. Um, he got touched up last time by Toronto, but he's generally been competitive, Gilbert. He went 3-0 in July with a 3.76 ERA. Like we say, the Mariners are okay. Uh, quite feisty. They've won three on the spin um, Odorizzi is 5-6 with a 4.740 ERA um, but his August ERA so far is 6.75 um, he got hit hard last time in that series against Kansas City that you just spoke about Munaf. Uh, and the only time he faced Seattle this season was early in the season I think it was April um, and they um, took him for four earned runs in 4.1 innings pitched. so Seattle will have uh, no problems and uh, no fears taking Odorizzi so to recap uh, Saturday is the Giants' money line against the A's for Kevin Gausman, And also Saturday uh, for my dog is Logan Gilbert and the Mariners uh, at the Houston Astros and Jake Odorizzi. Uh, Moonaf, any opinions on them? I know you your hometown Astros. You don't like me fading them all the Red Sox.
1: No, I think if you're going to fade the Astros, I think this is right now the time to do it, right? Because they're often sputtering, like we talked about with the Royals this weekend. And um, for them... Even just because they're going back home, you know, bad offenses do travel, right? Until they get Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman back, I think that you want to be cautious with this Astros team. And the one pitcher that you do want to fade is going to be Jake Od- Odorizzi for the, all the reasons that you mentioned. Um, and I think this is the, one of those situations where because of the name, the Aves and Astros at home, no matter who's pitching, how bad they are, they will be a plus money dog. So I, I like yeah, that.
0: Absolutely. Pick.
1: And then as far as you know your lock, if it's like the saying goes, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. And I think this was kind of tricky for me because I was looking at this series also, and I didn't know if the I think Kevin Gossman will probably be a slight favorite, maybe like a minus 120, minus 125 in that range because they are on the road. But I was looking and I didn't want to put out a pick that was going to end up being a favorite because I did like some of the pitching matchups the Giants had in the series, but I just wasn't sure if they were going to be plus uh, at a plus price, or if they were going to be favored. But um that's going to be a very intriguing series to see where those prices kind of come out. And the other series that I was looking at as far as picks was going to be that Royals and Cubs one. But I just didn't see a world where the Cubs are going to be favored at all for the rest of the season. So um some of the pitching matchups favor kind of the Cubs there, but I'm not sure the books are going to make them a favorite at this point of the season. But I like your two picks. Uh, the reasoning is great. And hopefully, you know, we go um, – I know we're going to get to Scott's picks here in a second, but uh, hopefully we can turn around and at least get a winning week. I'm not going to proclaim and go 6-0, but hopefully we can get mm-hmm. at least a 4-2 week.
0: Yeah, well, I was unaware of really the struggle that Manaya had had as well. Um, yeah. Because he's a, he's a fairly big-name pitcher, and I just assumed he'd been going along okay. Um, yeah. And then when I dragged the game log up, I thought, ooh, what's happened here? Because he really has struggled uh, over his last three starts. So I sure. think that I, I don't know if that will get factored into the price because it's not something that was, that was really high profile that he's been struggling quite so badly. Um, like you say, Scott Reichel is sending his two picks. Uh, we can hear from Scott now.
2: Hey guys, Sky Rochelle here with your lock and dog for the weekend. Quickly recapping how we did last week. Unfortunately, when 0-2, was very close to winning week, but Cleveland lost an extra innings to the Twins, which was our dog for the week. So unfortunately, that didn't work out. But either way, look for a bounce back weekend here. Starting with the lock on Friday, I like the Braves on the run line against the Orioles. The Orioles have lost each of their last 15 games, each game by at least two runs. Meanwhile, the Braves have won six in a row. Five of those wins by at least two runs. Max Freed is on the mound for Atlanta. Last month, 30 innings pitched, 2.4 ERA. Meanwhile, Aiken is pitching for Baltimore, and he is awful. But at home, he's been also terrible. 22 and two-thirds innings pitched, 7.94 ERA. I expect Baltimore to roll over once again, as the Braves should win this game pretty handily. Looking at the dog, going to Sunday, I like the Kansas City Royals on the money line against the Cubs. Cubs have lost 12 of their last 14 games. Meanwhile, the Royals have won three out of four. Carlos Hernandez is pitching for Kansas City last month. 26 and one-thirds innings pitched, 3.76 ERA. So I expect him to pitch pretty well in the spot. Meanwhile, Alec Mills pitching for Chicago, and he has been surprisingly poor in day games this season. Day game stats, 32 and two-thirds innings pitched, 4.41 ERA. I think this game should be close, but the Cubs based in current form and the A team they're rolling out there I think should not be favored, which is why I like Kansas City as the dog. Other than that, though, that is going to be the lock and dog for the weekend. Let it ride there
0: you go thank you very much scott good luck with those as well and Moonaf, we said we were going to do a turbo podcast but like, as always we end up chatting like a couple of old women uh we've dragged <laughs> it out to about an hour or so uh it's nearly time for me to get out of bed now before i even get in there um so yeah it was fun and games again thank you very much Moonaf. um and uh, yeah i think that's brought us to the end of the show
1: yeah a little shorter show that we thought it would be but you know we we like to like talking about baseball but uh won't 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 jabber on too much. I know you. We got to get you to bed. It's pe- way past midnight there, so uh, I know you have a long weekend and a long day tomorrow. So uh, we'll we'll reconnect on Sunday for sure.
0: Tell you what, one thing that's made me laugh tonight, Moon. I, feel, I don't know if you've been watching the golf at all, but um, the one of the SGP, uh, we're doing a guillotine league. There's 18 people have entered the guillotine league, uh-huh. and for draft order, uh-huh. we've all been randomly assigned a golfer. Uh, this week, and I got Colin Morikawa in the draw. Oh, god. Um, which, yeah, I know. I thought that's all right. I mean, he wins majors, this lad, he's yeah. gonna get me a nice draft pick. Uh, and then I've just checked the Slack channel, and it, his arms have fallen off or something. Is that about right?
1: Yeah, I mean, luckily, it's only the one, it's only the first day, but uh, I haven't honestly seen the scoreboard. I did see like Justin Thomas and uh John Romer leading the way in the first round. Um, but it hopefully if he makes a cut, he can make a run. Who knows? I think obviously he's due for some positive regression, so you never know where he ends up.
0: Yeah, I just thought that was typical. I thought uh, if anyone can jinx him, it even just a, all that's going, all that's riding on it is a draft pick, uh, <laughs> a, a draft order, and yeah, that's good enough to, to jinx a man. So I apologize to Colin. Uh, yeah, he's three over. Tied for 102nd. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, anyway, right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Usual places: Spotify, Apple, like, subscribe. All of our tally side picks are up there, and every, the the content is absolutely churning out. And the thirty two um, picks, uh, thirty two articles, uh, are going out on the uh, for the NFL teams as well. Yep. So there's loads of stuff to, to get involved in. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday to uh, see where we went right or wrong, uh, and to have a look at MLB for. For next week. So, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, enjoy your weekend and we'll see you down the road. Cheers.